Yeah. Yeah, man. I woke up with a bunch of shit on my mind I'm breaking the curses through the verses for a stick and design The time's wilder than they ever been Vibing in the salt like a terrapin Laughing to aspire through the heavy ones The beast roll up They got no chances on advancing when my piece roll up We keep it cooking like rotisserie The mystery on how to navigate through it all We're stepping smarter than we bothered with the breaks in the fall So whether burning hot for summer or be mad in the cold I call a robber MC so we can stroll down the rabbit hole Down the rabbit hole Down the rabbit hole Rob the MC Cole, let's hit the rabbit hole Down the rabbit hole Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode. We got a mega episode today. I mean, we got a group of people. We have never done this the first time in Down the Rabbit Hole history. We got more than two people on the podcast. Not the first time, probably the second time. But there's uh, several people that have been on before. I got my boy Tied Up, the rapper. I got... I'm a new person, Austin, who's really talented. I got Sarissa, she's super dope, super talented, great people, um, and we're just going to turn up. It's the Black Party. It's the first uh, installment of our Black Parties. We're going to try to do more episodes with more people. They're part of our XJW uh, you know, group chat, and so everybody, welcome them in. What's up, y'all? Yeah. I'm back. Yes. <laughs> what's up? What's up? What's up? Yes. Uh, everyone in this that chat a, has. That was a real rap. <laughs> yeah. Everybody in this chat has more hair than me, which is weird. But uh, um, it's all good. <laughs> I missed all you guys, man. I'm going to tell you something. Let me be honest with you guys. This, the group chat that um, He Who Shall Not Be Named put together is so encouraging it's so refreshing to have all of you wonderful yeah. black people and have the different viewpoints even though you may disagree it's literally something i look yeah. forward to every single day how do you guys feel about the group chat yeah i agree i totally agree i feel like it's a very comforting it's a second family it's yeah. um it's a, it's a blessing it's a, it's a blessing to be honest with you you know what i'm saying um, from the gods of the blessings you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. whatever they, they may be but yeah no nah, no nah, it's, it's dope i, I totally agree Hell yeah. What do you think, Sarissa? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sometimes I, I have to struggle to shut you guys off because I can't work. It's, it's always um, a lot of fun in there, good topics, good conversation. Um, I think we fight hard and we love hard. And it's um, I, I wish that every um, JW or XJW that was, well, XJW don't make sense, but JW that might be on the fence or even XJW would have a community like we have, um, you know, to, to have as a support system, to be honest, because we are lit. Okay. Very, very lit. Very lit. Um, you know, and, and that's the thing I love about you guys. You guys all have different points of views and uh, me and Tyrone to relatively to a point grew up together for the most part. I mean, even though we can, yeah. I would say so, you know, um, yeah, I remember him just, like I said, I've mentioned in certain episodes, how fondly him and his brother and just the time that they came into my life. And, uh, and as I get to know Austin and where he is in his life and, and what he's accomplishing with his new album coming out, uh, everyone, yes, sir. Got the new album. Yes, sir. Thank streaming. You, thank you, thank you. What's yeah. the name of the album, Austin? It's, I don't even know for real. The deluxe version. Uh, I, I put out, I put out like five separate ones, uh, but I decided I'd make a bigger impact by just combining them all together and, and just giving the people everything they want in one place. Mm -hmm. 
I appreciate that, man. Is that the literal title? I don't even know for real. Yeah, that's it. I don't even know for real. Okay. I D E K F R. I D E K F R. Okay, I like that. I like that. So I wanted to, before we get this episode really cracking, cracking. I wanted to talk about my dream I had last night, which is so random. Um, I woke up and uh, and I was in my dream and I was like I was seeing myself at the Kingdom Hall again, and I saw all these people that were like I guess they were like that I grew up with and who were starting to leave and needed a place to go and needed their voices to be heard and their stories to be heard. And I'm serious. It's a real weird dream. And I'm like, man, and I just started seeing all these people that I knew grew up with just leaving the hall, a, a kingdom hall. And they're walking down this long road and they're walking down this long road and they're, it seemed happier as they leave and they leave. And I feel all this, this emotion and all of this heaviness on my chest. And I think this podcast is going to help with those people. And I hope that it gives a, a voice to the voiceless it gives a a platform for especially witnesses of color who, um, and even non-color ones, but to really tell our stories. And I think having all of you guys on here today, it's such a pleasure to do that. Um, and I feel like I have a calling now that's something bigger than myself and that's really important. And I really want to put the effort in because honestly, I got tired and I noticed people who do listen to this podcast have seen like, man, he don't rec- he don't do like four episodes a, a, every episode a week anymore. And I just wanted to make sure that it was something that I really could go through with. And I know it's way more bigger than myself. Um, and just hearing you guys give feedback about how you enjoy the podcast, it makes me feel good because I, di- I didn't know if people really cared about what I had to say or the people that I had on, but it, I think it's, it's making something in some people's lives and it means a lot. Yeah, I, I definitely think you're, you are. Um, I think a lot of times we start off things just out of uh, a, some sort of urge or desire or passion and we don't really understand or realize, you know, how many people it might impact until it actually starts to make that impact. So I think you're doing something um, that's really going to uh, explode, and it's really touched a lot of people, and it will continue to do so. I appreciate it. Yeah, I I can second that for sure, because, I mean, I kind of told you guys a little in the group chat earlier, but uh, for those who don't know, me and Todd did uh, an XJW podcast on Words Never Spoken, and I didn't think I knew I knew it it hit big in entire side of the uh, side of Maryland and everything. I didn't think it really impacted anybody on my side, and until recently, now I'm finding out there's four or five people that are uh, in their process of waking up very early stages because they saw me and they see how I'm living life and how I'm showing everybody love and how I'm you know how I'm moving, and it's like four or five people already started to wake up off of that. Most definitely, yeah. That's fantastic, man. Yeah, Rob, I feel like um, you never know who's listening. You feel me? And I could remember, like, yesterday, the videos I've seen on YouTube that was comforting. You know, fifth. I remember there was this one black guy, and I still can't find him, I can't remember, but very encouraging and capturing story. And, you know, based on what I heard from your podcast, I think one of the important things is as you're speaking about the organization, you don't sound like a guy that's been cheated on. You know what I'm saying? You don't yeah. sound That's the one. And that could deter people, you know, everybody's already looking for an excuse to not listen to you and to point out manipulation and mischief. But you talk in a very calm manner and like really someone that's been just done bad. Um, So anyway, you never know who's listening. And the way I look at it is if you're one person and you're able to affect more than one person, two people, you've done, you, you won, you know what I'm saying? Because you came in as one person. So to be able to give back an influence of more than that, to meet his success. So obviously you'll reach way more than that. So I think that attests to, to more, even more of your uh, success, um, no matter what happens, even after this, but yeah. 
Oh, I, I appreciate that, man. You you guys is just you just such such great human beings. I just find you guys <laughs> so amazing. Um, so, Rissa, even though we stick, we go back and forth about gender roles and things of that nature, <laughs> I think I've gotten better in the last couple of days. Haven't you seen me, guys? Calm down a little bit. I I'm I'm proud of you. It's I mean, it's, I know it's only gonna last for a little bit though, so I'm just gonna enjoy mm-hmm. it. No, he's gonna come back to you tomorrow. He's <laughs> gonna come tomorrow. back strong. <laughs> I do got some stuff in my back pocket just so you know <laughs> but honestly like work for me I, I just started a new job at the beginning of this month so work for me has been like hella crazy and I, I've, I've had to kind of focus a lot more than I had to at my old job <laughs> mm-hmm. I got you I got you I got you well let's talk about this because I know I had sent a couple of subjects we want to go over but let's talk about that when we all left you know, one of the biggest things that I look forward to was seeing a rated R movie. I really loved, I saw, I think 300 was my first movie I left when I had left. It was like I had less, I was out for less than a month and I saw the movie 300 and I felt so mm-hmm. free and I felt like I, I kept, when I walked into the theater, I was actually looking over my shoulder and wondering if mm-hmm. an elder or someone would be like, hey, what are you doing? But I went and I watched it by my, it was maybe, maybe four or five people in the movie. It was right in the middle of the day. Um, and it was the greatest feeling ever, and I truly enjoyed that rated R movie. I want to know your story, guys, about your first rated R. I know I mean, some people have watched it when they were in the Watchtower or not, but your first guilt-free movie that you guys watched. I'm curious about your first guilt-free movie you guys watched when you made it out. Oh, gosh. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's funny. Um, <laughs> first guilt-free movie. Man. I thought, Man, look, I thought he was just going to talk about rated R movies because I was like, Players Club was my first, but I was like 9 or 10. I seen it, but it was, de- it was edited. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, you know what? It was not, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> on the one on TV? I'm talking about the one that's on TV, like, you know, like UPN back in the day? Nah. Nah, nah bro. We talk about DVD, VCR. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, y'all Everything. Lisa Ray Titties all out of the screen. Everything. I'm I didn't even, I, you know what? I'm not... I, I'm sorry. I'm not sure. If I'm gonna get too extreme, but the radar movies. I'm not gonna lie. I've, I've, I've been seeing them since growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so my guilt-free. I would say porn was my like. My, I can remember my guilt-free porn. You know what I'm saying? Taking my time on the thumbnails. Sure my <laughs> like, and I was like, dang, I actually, you know what I'm saying? I was like, who, who do I want to see fuck who today? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, like, like a subway that porn. Was pretty, yeah, yeah. I mean, because with radar movies, I would say that if I had to attack that subject, I would have to focus on like things that contain like spirits and stuff that yeah. I was kind of. All right, talk about like, that, that. Tell me about that. Same. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that for me was um, it was very recent. It was a, a horror movie. It was um, uh, it was a horror movie. It was uh, the Conjuring Two. Okay, me it was so, the Conjuring Two. Me and Sarisa said, uh, "Damn it." Me and Sarissa talked about my bottom accent so terrible. Me and Sarissa talked about that because on our episode that's unaired that we didn't that we accidentally didn't record. So go ahead, but the conjure. That's my movie. I just saw it. I love it. Actually, I actually fucking love it. But I was so yeah. terrified. But yeah, talk about. All right, so Ty, as you talk, yeah. I'm gonna cut you off. Talk about the fear that you have with as a witness watching that growing up, and then how how you approach that watching it now. Go ahead. Yeah, that's a good question, man. Because uh, a lot of the dynamics of that stuff, I'm still trying to figure out. But but I'll tell you what I concluded so far. Like so, growing up, it was just a big uh, fear of like a curse following you, an evil spirit following you. Um, you know, led by Satan and his demons. I always thought about the scripture where, like in Daniel, there was a, a angel coming to Daniel to bless him. And he, he said, yo, I, I pretty much would have been here, but I had to fight the Prince of Persia, you know, that, that helped me up for seven days. And that scripture always was weird to me, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, Ty, uh, well, actually, it was weird, and especially in hindsight, because 
anyway, it just contributed to the cat that I now conclude that we were taught a lot in the organization. Like it was, it, it doesn't make sense for Jehovah to send an angel to bless Daniel, but he's allowing the angel to fight for seven days, which is effectively affecting Daniel. And then he comes and then like Daniel wrestles him and gets lame from him. It's super weird. But anyway, so I had always the stigma of a bad spirit following me home, hunting me down. And the fact that because I chose to watch this movie, I've now volunteered for the safety and protection of Jehovah to be gone. Mm. That was always a big fear of mine. And, um, you know, because there's a lot of implications in the organization that sometimes you volunteer the demons in your home. If you have certain stuff, if you have a Harry Potter book, if you have a DV, you know what I'm saying? And yep. so that was a big thing, even though how bad I was, it still led me to watch movies, uh, uh, while in the org, but out mm-hmm. the org, just completely liberated. And, and, and I found it fascinating as I'm watching the conjuring that I, I wasn't even scared beyond being a witness. I wasn't even scared as an adult because the movie helped me to recognize what's going on. I just want to touch on my thought process really quick uh, it, when yeah. I'm watching it, mm-hmm. but yeah. basically, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, let's get it popping. So now. But, um, so, so my thought process is in the movie, as I'm watching it, first of all, I, I looked up the real people that the movie was based off of. And obviously they had real experiences. I believe everything that they said. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, but my point is this in the movie, once you think about it, the spirits or whatever are actually just manipulating gravity, right? They're manipulating science in order to scare somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. So if they wanted to kill them or hurt them, they would just do that. Mm-hmm. But instead they want to actually play games with them and move a chair from across the room to see their reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so either they have the power to kill them or they don't. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And some people do get hurt, some people don't. But anyway, I brought that thought process to my real life, and it's to the point where, of course, you can talk a good game until something happens, but it's to the point where if I see something wild like that, I'm like, I'm at the point, I'll probably even say out loud, if you're going to kill me, kill me. If not, then cool, cool trick, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, you, you know, because, cause like, really, that's just what it is. And, and I just think when you feed into that fear more, they'll play on it. Now, mind you, I know people personally that, that legit been raped, you know, mm-hmm. by, you know, spirits, whatever. So I think it is a game as far as it's a thing where you, if you show some sign of disrespect, then yeah. But my point is that, that fear of, uh, unshakable spirit and curse thing. It, it just—it's it, coming from a movie. I'm not—I'm not buying it with a coupon. You feel me? I like that. I, I want to unpack that too because when I watched Conjuring too, uh, Sarissa, did you watch Conjuring as well? Uh, yes, I've seen all of them except for the third one. I've seen all the Annabelle movies, Chucky's. I went crazy. I'm saying, so you haven't seen the most recent one that's on HBO Max? No, the third one. No, I haven't seen that one. I've gotcha. seen all the uh, Insidious. Yeah, but anyway, go ahead. Cool. <laughs> so for me, you know, yeah, my brother was yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shannon and I watch horror movies that we just sit there and like crack up because we just, you know, we have an interesting thing when we watch movies like, you know, you need to run, stupid. That's why you got got, you know, so yeah. there. Left. That's, that's us, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I wanted to unpack that because for me, you know, my journey and we'll, we'll also get into the everlasting life conversation, how you guys view it, which will be a juicy concept to talk about at the, on the back end of the episode. But, um, you know. I went on a journey of agnosticism, right? So when I left, I never really, you know, coming into the witnesses when I was in my early 
before right before my preteens, I never really overly thought about God or anything like that. Even like at seven or eight, I really didn't pray like that because you're eight and seven. You know, I mean, I didn't have like a real spiritual, spiritual background at eight. Um, right around 11, you know, my dad started saying, you know, doing prayers and whatnot. But I didn't grow up in the first half of my life really in a spirit, like a like traditional Negro <laughs> household where, you know, church is a big mm-hmm. thing. It wasn't until my dad right. got reinstated and he really was trying to go in a straight and narrow from the witness point of view to do that. So, for me, I never really thought about God or angels or demons. I knew I was scared of the dark. I knew I was scared of the, the, the animals under the bed or whatever it could be. I was scared of those things. I didn't equate that to supernatural. I just, as a kid, was scared of that, period. You know what I'm saying? So as I yeah. left the Watchtower, um, I, you know, I went on a journey of agnosticism and I started to look up like, you know, atheist and, and um, Richard Dawkins and listen to certain debates with like, you know, Atheists versus Christians and non-believers versus believers, and I just found myself as being a. I guess I'm an. I'm an. I'm a skeptic agnostic. I do believe there's a creator. I don't think it's a human being form. I don't uh, subscribe from a Christian, Christy, Judeo Christian point of view. I don't subscribe that way. But I do subscribe like there is probably something that organized everything. Um, yeah. I don't, and uh, other than that, I don't know if it has any vested interest in my life or in any way, shape or form like that. I do think from an ancestral point of view, like as being a person of color, transatlantic slavery and, and ancestors are watching and, and putting their input and they do guide me through certain things and give me signs. But other than that, I don't know if there's anything that deep. So when I watched The Conjuring 2, which just came out. I'm not really scared. I just kind of look and laugh. I was like, ha, I can see where they made that with the camera or with the light or whatever technology. Uh-huh. I just look at it from a <laughs> funny point of view, not from a scared point of view. Yeah, do y'all like think that, that do y'all think, I'm sorry to, to cut y'all off. Do, do y'all think that subconsciously you all look at it like that as a defense mechanism for fear? Or do you think it's legitimate? I don't know. I just think it's un- some things are unexplainable. I mean, you know, there's definitely energy. There's negative and positive energy. There's definitely, uh, in my opinion, you know what I'm saying? Um, but other than that, I don't have enough information in front of me to really definitively say this type of... Because it's also from a Judeo-Christian lens. When you look at the conjuring, the, the priest mm-hmm. is a Christian priest. He's throwing water on it. What about Hindu? Or what about all these other religions? Would these demons be able to be restricted by other religions? You know, would they, with a different type of religious person who had a different different religious practice be able to bind them why is it from a judeo-christian point of view that these demons are presenting themselves so it's only coming from a judeo-christian point of view a lot of these movies so if yeah. you don't subscribe to judeo-christianity do these things really exist still that's true i mean that's a good question i haven't thought about that i think that this is what i think man because that's a good question and, and maybe this is thinking too much about it but if the Judeo Christianity is a false, misleading belief. Then, the question for me would be: Are those things or spirits just feeding into it by reacting to those names in an attempt to make it look like you're actually doing something? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not beyond thinking that it could get that deep. I mean, the, the trickery should to be indefinite. But that's a that's a good question. I, I never thought about that and and how it is specific to oh like the the power of christ compel you it's very interesting Mm -hmm. um but look though i actually there's a there's an old black lady on youtube and um she's an xjw uh i want to get her name before we leave but excuse me anyway um she had an experience where she's like really crying on this video so i believe that she believes what she saw but she was in her bed after apparently uh her being vocal about apostasy or whatever 
and she started sinking in her bed mm-hmm. and she felt something dragging her down in her bed and she started saying Jehovah and she sank she sank deeper. She sank deeper. Her name oh, was like Maria yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. And um and she said Jehovah Jehovah and she sank deeper and deeper and she said Jesus, Jesus and she started coming back up from her bed. Mm-hmm. And she kept saying Jesus, Jesus. And 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 this actually this video was suggested to me from a homegirl from Atlanta, uh, not Sydney. I know Sydney, but Coach D. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the video, and this girl is crying, like saying it's an old lady saying that something wasn't in her tea, and she said Jesus, and Jesus worked over the name Jehovah. Now. Again, that's some, back, hella, back, that's, back some, to, that's some serious Molly she took. God damn, bro, I mean, I, I don't know what she was on, man. Like, I'm gonna try to find a video before. Uh, Hold up, man. Yeah, what you say, but, 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 <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, I think that's a really interesting perspective. Yeah, I, I haven't um, thought about that either. Like, if I were of another, you know, basically non-Christian or, like you said, Judeo Christian religion, would I even, you know, have this this preconceived notion, this fear, this idea or concept around, um, you know, these, these movies, because really they are kind of based off of that. They're framed that from a Jodeo Christian Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's so a bias. Are the demons specific to that or not? You know, I, 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 yeah. I don't confirm or deny the existence of supernatural spirits. I do, I do think, oh, of course not. Yeah. you know, I don't know, but I will say I'm open to the idea of provable science behind it haven't really you know when you watch the Mythbusters and really how they do it they really do break up a lot of that fake ghostology stuff that they do and, and what some of the yeah. plausible causes can be but I mean I'm, I won't deny there, there's a possibility of higher beings I mean you know it's millions of galaxies I got, a, I got a conspiracy theory about these movies to be honest with y'all if y'all want to hear go ahead yeah. Yeah. Austin please yeah, please yeah. hold up hold up I, I, let's go <laughs> right up my I, alley I really believe that these movies are very simply Christianity's way of keeping control, trying to keep control and power over people. The same way the government fear mongers people uh, with the way they control what you see on the news. Uh, these people, they know that these movies are popular. And if you are of that belief system and you see all of this stuff happening, you're going to think like, well, let me avoid what made it happen to them. So let me keep going to church. Let me keep tithing. Let me keep this, that, and the third. It it it, it can subconsciously keep you in line mm-hmm. if you truly believe that these things are happening to people. And so for me, like, to, to your earlier point of if you don't believe in Christianity, does it affect you? To me, it does. I don't think it affects me at all. Yes. Because... I believe in, I believe in energies. I believe there could be supernatural beings. There could be spirits, but I don't believe that there are good and evil. I don't believe in good versus evil. Mm -hmm, Nothing mm -hmm. in the world is is black and white like that. Mm -hmm. Everything, everything evil has a capacity for good and everything good has a capacity for evil. I agree. So it's, it's not, it's not a good versus evil concept, but that's how all those movies are are structured. Mm -hmm. The Christians who do the exorcism, the priests, they're good. Mm-hmm. And the demons are always evil, mm-hmm. and I don't yeah. see the world that way. So I think I just don't believe in them at all. I love that. I appreciate you. That's why I like Austin, man. He's a deep dude. Uh, I definitely get on um, in the group chat. They definitely are people that like to party and do wonderful things of different natures. And I'm more, in a lot of ways, I'm. <laughs> I'm we're not going to talk about that in the podcast, but I'm way more conservative 
across the board in terms of like I don't I maybe in a year I might drink maybe in a whole year I might drink maybe seven times I might you know yeah I'm just very much lame um that way and so <laughs> and mine is more like seven times seven times seven, right. <laughs> like, like the Jehovah seven intended. times as much seven times <laughs> right yeah but, so, but, but yeah I, yeah I like I like what Austin I like a lot what Austin said man and that's where I'm kind of venturing into right now like the dynamics of good and evil and the perspective of that. Um, look, man, as far as, look, as far as supernatural, man, I don't know what is, like, with all, like, all said, I don't know what is good and bad, but I know people personally that has no reason for them to lie to me, that I know they went through some yeah. stuff, you know what I'm saying? And, and I know some people that, that habitually went to haunted houses, you know what I'm saying? And um, But my question to you yeah. is, with, are they predisposed to relig- religiosity? Because the question right. I would ask is because they already going to yeah. is confirmation bias. So a lot right. of times in these situations, because for me, I was trying to be like, I'm always going to give me as much evidence as you can so I can build my own case. I'm coming down the middle and let me find the truth through the middle. I don't, I won't confirm or deny, but give me the thing. So a lot of times in these, I'm not saying your people, I'm not saying it specifically, but in yeah. some situations, these people are predisposed to religiosity. They're predisposed to believe in these things. So when these things happen, it's almost a confirmation. Yeah. If you said these were agnostics or people who didn't believe in, in none of these things whatsoever, but this happened and they started to see that, that's different than saying a person who already has a precept disposition of a religious nature. You feel what I'm saying? I feel what you're saying, but the thing is, I'm not saying that what happened to them is pretty objective. So, so like, okay, I'm but- not saying they confirmed demons, but an invincible thing due to them messing with a Ouija board, an invincible thing. But are they predisposed to believe in those type of things is my question. What type of things? Like demons? Yeah. Are they, because, because just like, okay. Let's but just but say, my thing is, I uh, see what you're saying, but, but that doesn't mean that you don't have to call it a demon. You can call it whatever you want. They could call it whatever they want. They, they're not saying that it's demons. They're saying that they're physically saying what happened to them. I feel what you're saying. So, so okay. but like there's a certain objective thing that happens to them. You can call it whatever you want. But but I see what you're saying. You're saying, are they demon it evil and bad spirits? I'm saying that from an objective point of view, whether they're demon it, whatever, they, their pants was pulled down and <laughs> an object inside. Like, I'm not trying to, you know what I'm saying? No, like, I'm being real. No, that's, that's actually for real, though. I think um, I said this in the chat, too, because y'all, somebody said something. When you asked us a question about that originally, I said, I don't know. If I necessarily believe in demons anymore, but I do believe in um, entities, and I and I brought up the succubus and incubus, and succubus and incubus are male and female, and you, I'm just going to say demons in quotation marks for the purpose of this of this, but they are um, male and female spirit entities that um, that rape people or have sex with people. So I, yeah, people have those. I got you, but what I'm saying, I, go ahead, I'm sorry, I didn't cut you off. I, I apologize. Go ahead. There you go. Um, so. I, I was kind of following what Todd was saying, you know, with that. I'm not sure, you know, name-wise, if they have to be demons per se, but I can't discount that people have had those um, experiences with these entities like that. So I don't... But that's this my, I this is my point. Okay. All right. So I'm going to make it more, more clear, right? Okay. If I believe bitches ain't shit already in my mind... <laughs> once a bitch becomes... Once, once a bitch ain't shit... <laughs> Then I'd be like, damn, ain't no shit bitches. Because I already have predisposition to believe that bitches ain't shit. So if something happens where a person is shitty to me, I'm going to be like, damn, it just proves the bitches. So what I'm saying to you is this. Sure, these entities may or may not exist. Okay. 
But this is this person predisposed to believe in these sort of entities in general. So if anything happens out of the blue or that's not normal, they're automatically going to have a confirmation bias where they tie that to that sort of meaning. Whereas a person who does not believe in those type of things, right, who's not predisposed to believe in anything, like they don't believe in, they're not religious, they don't have a disposition. These people, more than likely, I'm not saying, and I don't know them personally, and a lot of yeah. these situations already have a predisposition to believe in some sort of God, Jesus Christ, whatever. Some, they have some sort of disposition of religious nature. So and when mm-hmm. they mess with a Ouija board, they already believe that demons and whatnot exist. So it's already confirm, confirming. So if anything yeah. weird or awkward happens, once they pay, play with that beat, a shoe could drop. And it just could be yeah. a shoe that, or, or, or they could accidentally knock over a, a bottle of water. And like, oh, shit, you know, I knocked it over. Oh, that's yeah. the demons. So, so that's what I gotta, I'm saying. I got a thought to this because and it, it kind of goes with you Rob but mm. so it, we <laughs> as people in okay so one thing that I do believe I, I don't care who you attribute it to but all of us have um, have some are come from some source right yeah so let's say so let's say that if we're going to talk in a in a Christian sense we all have a piece of God within us, right? If we're going to talk from the Christian sense. Okay. Uh, if we're going to talk from any other sense, I, I believe that we all have a piece of God in us. When people talk about manifestations, they're talking about creation. They're talking about create. That's that's a, a power that God has, right? God created all things, right? Mm-hmm. In our minds is our power of creation. Our power of creation is not a physical thing. It's mm-hmm. a mental thing. Mm-hmm. We can create the life that we want to live. We can create the world that we want to be a part of. And so if they do have that predisposition in their mind that they already know, man, if I mess with this Ouija board or man, if I watch this movie or man, if I do this, then one of these a thousand bad things could happen and something happens. Do we then apply manifestation in the sort in those things both ways, or do people only want to apply manifestation and creation in a positive light? Because they could very well, if they if you believe in manifestation and all that good stuff, they could very well have created that scenario just because they believed it was going to happen, mm-hmm. or they knew it could happen from being a part of these spiritistic things that they deem negative. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I like that. I like. I think that. I get what you're saying. Right, so, like, okay. So, so, I, I, I don't. I want to make it clear. I, I understand exactly what you're saying. But there's a certain extreme where there's an explanation, and I'm not saying this is where I want to make clear. I'm not saying their explanation is Christianity, demons, but there is there there. I would like for someone to scientifically explain their experience because right, right, it's right. different than a shoe falling. Which I would completely understand, Rob. They conjuring up the shoe fill. I mean, I did that plenty of times. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, with mm-hmm. lights turning on and stuff like that. But right. for something so extreme, it would be hard for me to. It would. I would like to hear someone explain it. That's that's all. Right. Something, right. You know what I'm saying? Now, as far as the terminologies, I definitely think it obviously could be highly influenced by the religious background. That's what I'm but saying. There's, yeah. yeah, for sure. But but there is just a certain point. Where, a, like, it's, it's so extreme that, bro, you didn't act, you didn't, this ain't no coincidence. Mm-hmm. So, you like, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't make it. But you said no, earlier, you said earlier when you watch the movies, one thing you think about is, um, and I'm not going against you, I'm not trying to disprove them or anything, I'm just, 
one thing you said earlier is you watch the movies, you think that it could be a case that whatever the entity is, it could be playing with people just because it knows that they have this fear or what have you. Um, yeah, yeah. Could Do you think that that could be in the real life case too or do you think it's just a movie? Because that, that could also have been part of it for the people who, you know, say that they have had this experience. Yeah, so so I think that absolutely could be in real life, and I, like that's what I use in my mind to help me calm down. Um, gotcha. The 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 line in the sand is whether that thing wants to ultimately hurt me or does he want to just play games with me? But right. I think that, like, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, if he wants to play games, he could play games. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> <laughs> like. Um, I can't really explain it, uh, you know, any further. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it could happen. Like, I'm just saying that. Look, man, if, if I want to keep it real, we we only there's eleven dimensions, man. We only right. see three. We only see right. three dimensions, bro. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We could go back and forth to four or five if we really go deep into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. all that stuff. now, those worlds could all coincide and. Like, like, say for hypothetically speaking, a, 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 an ocean fall off a table. Somebody in the dirt dimension could be having all like brawl, and they hit the wrong but dimension button, and all of a sudden there's a lotion hit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so, so I mean, I'm just saying, like, this is something beyond our our uh, human understanding that yeah. it's like right. It's, and when we when you trip, you kind of get a small preview of it. You get mm-hmm. a small preview of it, especially if you do one of them the universal trips that give you out the universe, then you. You get a preview of oh snap that's right I'm I'm actually in the flesh right now and I'm coming back but I'm not really supposed to be there you know what I'm saying and that's the thing man that's where I don't know about the bad and good man that's that's the only thing man but yeah man so I, 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 that's 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 my thoughts on it uh, but thankfully I don't have a fear as far as like a curse of punishment anymore when dealing with that stuff um, so so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, yeah, wait. I'm glad you brought up the dimensions, though, because that is a good point. So, so Rob, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you, have, do you, I, I know you might say you don't know, but are you ever willing to go into a haunted house? Sure. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. I'm, just, I'm just curious about Is that. there something that I'm going to look to get into? No. I mean, I will, right. sure. I, will I have a pistol with me? Probably. <laughs> and, and, if you, and if you pop out the wrong place, you're gonna get popped. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I had I had this dude that went to haunt his houses religiously, religiously, and um, he just liked showing me the the voice memos from it. And of course, I can't prove how true it was, but he would bring back voice memos of the ghost talking. Is they were always is this a black record. person, not the white. Nigga. Of course, that's what I thought. I right, continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you said religiously, look. Yeah. When you said religiously, we knew what Razor was. Yeah, the dude. He's like, oh man, I'm gonna go. He was like, I worked with him in construction. He was like, man, I'm going to this house, man. We fifty people die here in nineteen da da man, and it's been haunted. And he would come back and show the the voice memos, and it would show it would, you could hear the ghost talking, and he would be like, right there, and the ghost would say something like, hey Steve, something's on your hair. And and, he, and I would be like I would be like yo you didn't hear that in person he said no we never do we just until we play it back we hear it after we play it back 
I said, son, you never heard somebody say, hey, Steve, something's going to hear. He said, no, I'm telling you, we don't hear it until we play the back. I was always just amazed by that because I was like, why is this he? They probably at home like, I'll I'll get his black ass at work tomorrow. I'll get his black ass. (laughs) (laughs) You know, those those blacks are scared of everything. What is is really the difference then between the spirits of our ancestors and what you would call you know, ghosts or different other entities. Because your, an- your ancestors have a, have an ancestral relationship with you. They're connected to you from a genetic, biological point of view. They 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 have a coding inter- internally. Um, there is a you're part of you're part of the larger whole of your ancestral roots. And so, whereas a ghost is a third party, has nothing to do with you in terms of con- in terms of connection, so to speak. Uh, your ancestors are a little bit different, in my opinion. Okay, I I guess what I'm trying to say is they're they're all spirits, right? So how do how do we say one exists or the other doesn't? Does that make sense? What I'm asking? I, I think I get I think I get what you're asking. Uh, I think what I would say is to me, I think that I think that more confirms how I view, and of course that can be biased, but. I think it more confirms how I view as far as it not being black and white, good and evil, because if they are just, if they're our ancestors, if they were previous people who lived or what have you or connected to us in that way, then it would make sense that they're not bad or good, but they have capacity for both because they're, they were just people. You know what Mm -hmm, I'm saying? mm -hmm. So they still have the... So, and that's what, and there are mischievous people in the world who would do some fucked up stuff. So mm-hmm. there may be mischievous ancestors fucking with people. You never know. But, of course. And, and that's, that's kind of my, my point is like, they all were people supposedly at one point. And I, and I do understand that there's a difference between, I guess what you would say, ghosts and even the ancestors, they all were people that lived at one point versus, mm-hmm. you know, spirits because there are entities that were never people. Mm-hmm. You right. know that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I understand when I was learning about ancestor worship, you know, one thing that a girl, you know, taught me was, you know, when you call on your ancestors, you, you say, you know, I call on my ancestors of good and loving character because, like you said, you do have some fucked up people ancestors. that did that shit. Yeah. You got you some slave, that. you got some slave owner ones, you got some rapists in there, you got some murderers in yeah. there, you got all types yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, there has to be certain restraints or rules, man. It has to be because there will be mad vendettas. I'm not try- like the, I'm, I'm not trying to be funny, man. But there'll be still mad vendettas. Mm-hmm. Blood right. be going after the crip nigga that true. killed him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They'll be going on D block and O block. It'll be havoc. Mm-hmm. It's got to yeah. be, or they see something profound after they leave. That all that stuff is so ins- insignificant now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And if I, if it's yeah. something, the stuff that I seen when I left, then I can see them saying, "No, nah, we got it all wrong." Mm-hmm. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. And Absolutely. so, so. But but it's so beautiful because I do believe that ultimately there can be our ancestors like being able to allow to manipulate things in order to look mm-hmm. after us a certain you know what I'm saying but you know I, yeah. I don't know to what extent but it's a beautiful thought. Yeah. I, I want to say I, I really um, I had a conversation with a guy at work who's a devout Christian and. <laughs> The end of what what did cut to at the end towards the end of this conversation is what I want to applaud. I mean, everybody in this group, everybody in our group chat for their open mindedness because what I basically had to come down to with him to end the conversation is look, the difference between me and you is I know I don't know, 
and you think you do know. Yeah. I like the fact that all of us here, we have our opinions, we have our viewpoints, but at the end of the day, we all know we don't know. And there is some, there is some, I don't know, some something, I can't think of the word to that, though, that being able to to uh, have this conversation and say, well, it could be this or it could be that, and, and not downplay any of them, but just try to give an, an example or, or, or an answer to them uh, that I think people should really take note of as they're listening to this podcast, because when you leave the org, you normally you leave with a predisposition and then normally to hate the organization and to hate the thoughts and everything that they give you. Um, but I think people should, should to take this and say, you know what? I don't know. They didn't know. And maybe that'll help curb some anger towards the organization. And then they can start to grow into themselves as opposed to growing into somebody who just hates what they were a part of. Exactly. Exactly. So as we as we get to uh, we round the bases and get towards the back end of this episode, I want to talk to you guys about how and I, I, all of you guys' feedback has been so priceless. I want to talk about everlasting life. You know, as a witness, you're taught about living uh, forever, seeing your your you know your loved ones, and you know, apparently in the new world, we're not going to have penises or vaginas too. Uh, <laughs> and you never get married again. Yeah. Too. I remember when we switched that. I remember when we we, we switched that up. The the, the little uh, interpretation of it will become like angels. Yeah. So ain't got no ping ping. Ain't nobody getting no no. Ain't nobody getting no dome in heaven in the new world. No apparently. perfect boom boom. Yeah. No perfect boom boom. I want some perfect vagina. I want. <laughs> I want some. Wop. I, want, I want some real wop. I want. Yeah, what, I, want I want life. I want, you say vagina like Donald Trump said. It's from China. I want. <laughs> I want life. I want life's waters free. You know what I'm saying. I really do want life's waters free. <laughs> it's so China. Yes, vagina. Tell you how awkward I am. All right, all right. Let's talk about before we get into everlasting life. You know, when you first leave the Watchtower, you know, you're we're awkward people. Let's be honest. We're all intellectual people. We're very smart. But I think if I just met you and I was a normal person, went to college, you know, college or high school and just lived a normal life, went to like, you know, prom and stuff. And I saw you guys. I think you guys would be peculiar, not in a negative way. I would either think you guys are very profound, very interesting or just very off the beaten path. And so let's talk about the awkward stage of when you first leave. I've, I left in 2014. Everyone here has left at different times and some of us more recent than others. Let's talk about your first date experience outside of the Watchtower. I want to hear y'all date stories. I'm curious. I'm going to start with Austin. I want to know, what was your adjustment? Because you're relatively recent. Have you begun, gone on any dates since you left the Watchtower? Not official. Not no official dates. I reconnected with an ex from the past, but not as, it wasn't a date. A non uh, I'm talking about a non-Jehovah's Witness person. And trying yes. to make fr like I, I've only dated one witness in my entire life. All my other girlfriends were not witnesses. I've never, I've never, I only had one relationship with a witness. Gotcha. So you haven't had that experience of, of dating yet? Um, no, yeah. no, not. Um, and I, but see, here's the thing: I don't think it would be any different than me dating a non-witness while I was a witness because I wasn't acting like a witness. I got that, but I'm saying <laughs> you're still peculiar. No, as much as you wasn't acting like when you still have a certain energy that people could pick up on. You feel me? Well, yeah, I have, I, my energy is wild as hell regardless. Mm -hmm. So okay. I, I'm, I'm a lot to take in. I know I'm a lot to take in because I'm, I'm very off the beaten path. Um, mm -hmm. for most people, um, 
I, I know I know there's a lot of witnesses right now that that still follow me on all my socials, and I know the majority of them think I'm crazy. Um, the majority of them think I'm I'm batshit crazy. I agree. Um, <laughs> but the ones who actually listen, the ones who actually listen are the ones who's waking up. So take that how you want to. I love it. Okay, so you ruined my question, you fucker. Um, I thought I wanted to, <laughs> you haven't done shit. All right, all right. <laughs> Love you, Austin. Seriously, you bring a lot of balance. Yeah, no, the other two got you on this one. <laughs> so Ty, br- bring the dark skin voice in here, buddy. Go ahead, bring the deep dark skin voice you got. Let's go. Let's go. What's that? Um, <laughs> we're we're. Uh, I'm, gonna call, I'm gonna call him Brian Midnight, not McKnight. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Midnight. That's real um, I, I love you, bro. I'm just joking, but go ahead. No, nah, I love you too, man. Um, <laughs> no, nah, you good. Uh, uh, first of all, like the, the story about the old lady and, and the Jesus thing. Her name is Monica. If you look at Monica XJW story, she'll pop right up. Old old lady, half a million views. Anyway, um, okay. So so have I dated since I left the org? Yeah, absolutely. Um. What has it I'll been like? tell you what. Mm-hmm. Okay, so all right, I'm, this is this is this is interesting because I ain't gonna hold you. I had to look up the word peculiar. I, I just looked at it. I just googled the drink. Mm-hmm. I, I said, matter of fact, I said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna bing it." I just binged that drink. <laughs> but, um, Damn. Anyway, bang. still exists. So, but not bing. But um, but nah, my drink uh, defaulted to that drink. But um, I don't really feel that <laughs> I'm peculiar uh, until I don't feel like I'm peculiar. And as a first date notice, now maybe, maybe that's just me and my, all this time my date is like, this nigga's peculiar, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um, <laughs> the, the dating experience has been great, but okay, I, I'm, I'm going to just get into this theory, man. I, so I went out on a date. It was this white girl. Okay. It was in Atlanta. Oh, all right. shit, man. Uh, was she, from, was, she, was, actually, was she from Atlanta or was she just white girl that happened to she be She lives in Atlanta. Atlanta. Now she lives in Atlanta now, but she's from, I said, um, She's from overseas. She's from like Ireland or Germany or something like that. Gotcha. Okay. She was from one of those. Mm-hmm. And um, but but before I get to that, I'm trying to say what's the that's, an, that's another date I'm missing. What other date did I go on? Oh, oh, okay, okay. I'll talk about that later. That they ain't really. That wasn't a date. It was like an improv. I walked up to this girl in the bar or whatever. So anyway, um, I'll talk about this white girl that I dated in um Atlanta. I didn't date her. I went on a date. Um. Now, look, I ain't going to lie to you. As I was waiting for her, I saw girls that were way better than her that were black. I was like, man, I, was like, I hope she don't show up, man. I'm going to smack at this girl behind me. And so I'm not going to lie. Uh, look, I'm going to break this down, man. Y'all going to be real interested in this. So I'm waiting for her. <laughs> so I'm waiting for her at this bar. We were in Atlanta. I forgot the name of the bar, but it's right by her spot. Mm-hmm. And... There was like four black girls behind us, Oof. and I'm at the I'm at the bar chilling. The white girl ain't walk in yet, mm-hmm. so I'm like, "Oh God, wait till they see who's about to walk in." <laughs> and so, and so the white girl walks in, and man, I, I, if, if this was a really a nigga nigga show, I'd really get into my thinking on this. But but whatever. All right, so um, the white girl walks in. And I just feel the freaking rays of the eyes of the black chick on my Ooh. back. I was like, oh my. And then one chick wasn't even holding One chick wasn't even holding it in. She was sitting like across, like that. Just looking. I was like, damn, I'm trying to play it off at least. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, we don't do that. And so, no more. And so, 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 so I'm like, so, so I'm looking at her. I'm like, maybe she kind of retarded. Not retarded, but I got to stop using the word. But maybe she ignorant <laughs> of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And. And so 
I just continued the conversation and I was kind of like, man, but but at one point I was able to let go of the people looking at me, just relax, enjoy myself. And we enjoyed ourselves. Now, let me tell you something, man. Like this was a girl I met on Tinder and I ain't gonna lie to you. She said this is the best Tinder date she ever had. But it's because I know the niggas that's usually on Tinder and I'm a nigga that I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna hold you. Once you talk to me for five minutes, it's over. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm sorry. You can roll your eyes, whatever. Once you talk to me for five minutes, it's over. All right, but I found out a problem with that. This is what I found out. This is I found out as out the org, and I ain't gonna lie. This is my theory. When girls really, really like you, like they really think you're a quality guy, they actually least likely to give you pussy too quick. They like they least likely to give you pussy quick, okay? Because they don't want to f up the long term chance. When girls already know they not really, if girls are attracted to you, but they know they're not gonna fuck with you long, they'll give you pussy quicker. But if they know that they really rock with you and this could be a long-term thing, they'll hold all back. So I have to strategize for that crap. You know, so I have to throw some ignorance in my, in, my, in my stuff, man. Like, because I was too open. I was too honest. And when you're, when you're transparent and you're just vulnerable and you just say, you, it, I have an energy where girls just know I'm not a BSer. I'm just talking like how I feel. And they love it, but they love it too much where they don't want to give me pussy because they don't want to fuck it up. I, I just kind of, I asked some females around and I kind of observed it. So right now I'm in like the middle of that. Right now I'm not going to lie, I'm on my bread mode anyway, so I'm not really chasing like that. But that was the date I went on. We had a good time. Um, you know, I'm going to just stop right there, but but we had a good time. And, um, you know, yeah, you know, I still, you know, she, she's, you know, she follows me on Instagram all that stuff. She's, we still cool, you know what I'm saying? Um, I haven't seen her since, but you know, everything's straight. But, uh, other than that, like, I don't really have a problem with that. Like, you know, it's just, it's just that I have to balance some ignorance in my speech or the girls are not going to give me the pussy right away. Now, you know what I'm saying? Oh, wait, wait, that sounds bad. Hold on, hold on. I mean, that's not really the goal, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> my question to you is this. Okay. I, I want to, I, I want to thank a... you. I want to thank you right now. Nah, man, I'm so serious, bro. Serious the game you just put me so, on. <laughs> so, so, so Ty, I have a question for you. When you without this, this, you know, white woman <clears throat> and happen to be a lot of women of color. <laughs> Around. Yeah, no. Where you? Look, look, I already went out with a I, look. I went out with a black chick already, like the last time I went there. I got you. you. Know no, no, I'm, so. not, I'm not jumping on that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not jumping on so that. So that balances oh, okay. it out. Huh, so I'm, ask, I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm hold, saying. Hold on, let me get to the point. Because niggas always want <laughs> well, to. I, I went the punk rock route. I already did hip hop, niggas. Say not like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All right, thank you. Uh, Bet. All right, appreciate you. So, um, <laughs> um so. Were you fearful of kissing this white woman? Because I find myself personally, I'm afraid to touch. Like, if I go on a date with, a, I've only been on a date with like two or three white women my entire 31 years of life. I was fearful of touching her, even though I knew we were on a date and there's attraction. I was scared of touching her in public. Have you ever felt like that? Uh, what, like, like STD wise, or like- no, just touching? No, just touching them, like just feeling like how would you know, like, like it's scary, like you know, like, like the whole like Emma Till type vibes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nah, not at, not at all. Not not, really? not at all. Not at all. Yeah, I, I nah. don't. I tr- yeah, I, I'm very. Ha- yeah, I'm not really. I'm not. A, you know. Now, now, if we were like among all white people, and it was like I just met her at a bar full of white people, yeah, I might think twice about doing it publicly. But other than that, like other than that, nah, nah, nah. I, I, I just, I just never really crossed my mind. I mean, mind mm-hmm. you, it's not. It's not something I heavily think about. You know, because I don't really. See much of them anyway, but nah, I just didn't. Nah. Shout out PG County. Oh, <laughs> so Sarissa, 
your experience d- dating, leaving um, once you left the, the witnesses, what was it like? Walk us through one of your experiences. Oh God, um, I have so many. I, I, I've done any, anything from um, kind of, sort of not realizing it until after I started dating him, a drug dealer, um, to just you know met someone like uh, that was a client at one of my old jobs. Um, then. You know, I did I did a lot of online dating, had some bad dates, but I had a really good um, someone I met online that I actually ended up wor- at, working at the same company at, as me. That was a pretty good um, relationship, I guess you could say. And then, but honestly, a lot of my time was taken up with someone I met, honestly, through dance. That was about a three-year situationship. But um, all in all, I will say my dating experiences after coming out kind of boiled down to just just honestly learning what dating in the real world was. Um, I feel like as witnesses, you're so conditioned to, um, you know, meet someone and, you know, you establish very, very quickly that you're dating and, you know, next thing you know, you're getting married and having kids and a family. And so I think like coming out and, you know, even with dating apps, just period, you have to understand, like, I feel like there's so many stages to dating. There's, you know, there's the, the talking and then there's the, the exclusive and there's the dating and then there's the relationship. And then there's, the, I'm like, okay, it, it's so much. Um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of it's been like, honestly, just, just learning. And then even kind of like Ty was talking about, I feel like there's, there's a lot of games and I feel like a lot of it is people play games intentionally, but I think people play games, um, well not play games, but I think there's also a lot of people that are very genuine and they're trying to just navigate the entire dating world and they don't want to get hurt. So you inadvertently are, are playing games. You don't want to seem too interested, but you don't want to seem, you know, disinterested. You don't want to, um, you know, go too far. You don't, you don't, it's, it's all these like little nuances that you kind of got to, um, you know, figure out is someone really genuine? Are they wasting my time? Um, it's exhausting to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think I'm. I think most millennials, non JW or otherwise, feel exactly the same way. Yeah. Wow. So, guys, we're gonna do another episode. We're gonna specifically dedicate that to everlasting life because I think that's a juicy one that's gonna be a long conversation, and I want to keep the audience thirsty for more content. That's called marketing, folks. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yes, I think this has been one of the best episodes I've had in quite some time. Um, Sarissa, Ty, Austin, you guys all bring a unique point of view, different life experiences, and I'm appreciative of all you guys coming on. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you. Oh, wow, thank you, thank you man. That, that went by. That went by quick. I want to hear more about the uh, Sarissa and the the, the chata, the salsa. But nah, I want to see a little bit what spice was going on right there. Say so, nah. I think what what dance? What type of dance was it? Real quick, I'm not gonna. Uh, we met at a salsa event, but we actually bonded over um, Kizomba dance, which is an African partner dance from um, Angola. Nice. Okay, fire, fire. I appreciate yeah. those Wikipedia words. Nice. <laughs> um, so, Traditionally, so, that dance is done naked. No, I'm joking. I don't know anything. <laughs> it is not. Let me just say it to the Kizomba community. <laughs> well, guys, you guys, like I said, it's so nice. I want to have you guys back on. Let's do another episode. Y'all open to that? We have to. Oh, so we have to. Yep. It's a must. We'll schedule yeah, it. We'll try to get sure, more man. people in. We'll try to get more people in next time. I need more ladies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Representation. Yeah, the yeah. Party, yeah. Toddy's token, uh, you know, token folks we got in here, you know. 
<laughs> I think Sarissa, she, had, she, but you held it down. I mean, the other ones were flaky. They said they wouldn't come, and they didn't. They like most millennial women. They, they just don't. You know, psyched <laughs> <laughs> out. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And guys, thanks for coming on the Down the Rabbit Hole podcast. <laughs>